0: Hello everybody, welcome to episode 16 of Walk On Radio and Huff. Ooh, ooh, what's that sound? Oh, wait a minute. It's Halloween. This Saturday is Halloween. Oh my god, I love Halloween. I don't know how you're big on Halloween. I was going to ask you, you know, how was Halloween for you growing up? You know, what was your favorite costume? What was your favorite memory? And uh, are you still doing stuff in college now that you're a student when it comes to dressing up and being a big Halloween guy?
1: Yeah, so uh I'm 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 happy that it's a it's a holiday, you know, a lot of fun, good candy. Uh but the best part about Halloween is is absolutely the costumes and seeing what your buddies dress up as. I know I know last year um we had a pretty good costume party. Um seems like my favorite one last year was uh Zach Lone, a defensive lineman here. He came as the Pope. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny, but uh yeah, growing up, my favorite uh, Halloween costume, so actually I was the Red Power Ranger six years in a row. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just that year's Red Power Ranger because, you know, I <laughs> had, like, the dinosaur yeah. power. Like, I, I was just the next Power Ranger every single year for whatever reason. But lately, uh, since I've been in college, uh, you know, you've probably probably seen it on social media, but I, uh, I I do my own makeup, and uh, I'm the Joker for the nine. So that's, that's fun for me because that's my favorite fictional character, uh, but... We'll, uh, we'll see what I dress up as this year.
0: Man, let me tell you, we missed out because Halloween is on a Saturday. Ooh. And we would have been playing a game on Halloween. It could have been a night game, it would have been really spooky. Got to miss out because of uh, Corona. It's a damn shame. Uh, for me, my family, we're big on Halloween. And uh, every year, we, uh, in my high school in Alvin, we had a big yard and we had a nice neighborhood where everyone came and did trick or treating. So every year, we would set up like a little little scare. One year we had a graveyard. One year we had a my stepdad's boat, so we had a little haunted pirate ship. One year I and I was in the front yard,
1: yeah, oh, that's pretty
0: cool. One year I was in a ghillie suit in like the bushes, and that's then cool. one time my sister was like hanging from the tree, like on a little swing set and stuff. So we always do Halloween like that. I love Halloween; it's my favorite holiday. Uh, my favorite costume was I used my shoulder pads. I got my Brett Favre jersey, and I was the goat, Brett Favre himself. Um, in college, I've been. I don't go all out like Humph does. I get lazy and wait till the last minute to try to buy a costume. So unfortunately, last year, I had to get my old Chewbacca onesie, which I am wearing right was, now. That's what I was going to say,
1: I, and I'm going to post it on Twitter uh, for you guys to see, but we actually, I didn't get the memo, but we actually dressed up for Halloween today. Uh, it
0: looks like Dalton is wearing a uh, Chewbacca onesie. Yeah, we're both big Star Wars guys, so I figured it being Halloween, this coming Saturday being Halloween, I might as well dress up for this special episode uh, as we... Dive right in to get uh, talking about all the the news and the picks and the scores. Let's start off with uh, the first thing, and that is the University of Texas. Our boys, the Longhorns, they get a big win against Baylor, but some big news just happened this week. Uh, Humph, talk to us about it and how bad does this affect the Texas team? Well, uh, so last
1: night I get a notification on my phone, and uh, a the number one recruit in the nation, Quinn Evers, as uh, a quarterback. Decided to decommit from the University of Texas, and I, I know that he goes to South Lake Carroll, which is a big uh, Texas high school football program. But I also read, you know, a couple couple months ago when he decided to commit to the Longhorns, that this could be the biggest recruit Texas has landed since Vince Young. Well, anytime you're in a in, you're in the same conversation as the great one, Vince Young, that's pretty special. And so I, I think for Texas to lose a recruit to this. Magnitude says a lot about where their program is at right now.
0: Yeah, and I, reading some uh, articles and stuff, it looked like his crystal ball balls. He's heading to Ohio State, so we'll see about that. How that goes? What do you think it is? Do you think it's because Texas has been struggling? Do you think maybe Corona has a factor to it? I know in his little, he made a tweet. He said due to the pandemic, he he had to rethink the process. But uh, do you think it's because Texas has been struggling, or maybe another school is just offering them you know more playing time or better stuff? What do you think it comes down to, especially if you're one of these top recruits like this guy is? well, first off, you know it's it's
1: evident now that Texas is not what it used to be uh you know they have the money, they have the facilities, they have the exposure, but at some point, Dalton, you have to win and yeah, just right now that's that's not that's that's not a winning program. It hasn't been in the last five years really. And so until Texas can figure out what their deal is, uh, they they're not gonna be back to a national t- power anytime soon.
0: Yeah and I think one of the things Texas does really well with recruiting is it seems like in this day and age, a lot of recruiting comes down to the glitz and the glamour. And I think Texas does a really good job with that. you know they have all the the cool things they send you, they bring you out and the, the visit is really fun. But it really does come down to winning. Now, if I'm Texas and I'm the recruiting coordinator, if I'm Tom Herman, I'm telling this guy, look, we're losing Sam Ellinger. That's our guy. And it, it, they have a couple good quarterbacks behind them, but it doesn't seem clear they have a, a straight number two. You know, they had Hudson Card come in. He's a really good quarterback. Have a couple other good backups. I'm telling this guy, look, you can come in and the second Sam leaves, you have a chance to become the guy. So it's a little surprising he's leaving. Uh, we'll see if he has a great point. I mean, yeah, no, I, I totally I didn't mean to cut you off, but I... I don't – as a
1: true freshman like that, he's he's not coming in to – it couldn't be a better situation.
0: Yeah, so it's it, be really interesting. Ohio State is also a great school. You know, maybe Oklahoma tries to get them. They're, they're really good with their quarterbacks and everything. So it'll be interesting to watch them. And who knows, maybe they he does come back to Texas because he said he's open. But, uh, you know, it's really rare to see a player decommit the comeback. But it could happen. We will see uh, in that situation. And next up, oh, man, the Stephen F. Austin – Lumberjacks, they had a little bit of a situation that we wanted to talk about. Humph, what happened, and uh, what's your reaction to that?
1: Well, so to, to lay the floor, uh, SFA and Abilene Christian played a game this weekend uh, at the old Texas Rangers ballpark, uh, and it wasn't a conference game because as uh, the Southern Conference is, is playing in the spring, but those two teams are obviously in the same conference at the FCS level, and they played. It was a good game. It was a great game. I, I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, it went to overtime. Um, SFA won. Uh, you know, me and Dalton both picked Abilene Christian, so we were disappointed in that. But the the biggest story of the game was the after game fiasco that took place. Um, coach Carthel, the uh, the new head coach at SFA. I took it upon himself to take off his shirt and was swinging it around. And, you know, I'm all for excitement, but I think at this level, you know, you've got to have a sense of professionalism. And And then, you know, another, th- another thing that I took notice of is SFA's social media account coined them as the fall Southland Conference champs. I mean, for one game, Dalton, and I, I just, you know, to me, to me that screams – we're not that good, and we're just happy
0: that we got one division one win this fall. What do you think, man? Look, I'm gonna be honest. I I wasn't too mad about the sh- taking the shirt off. I get it. You know, it's a win in overtime. They're in, they're in a big stadium, the old Texas Rangers ballpark. I get it. It was exciting. He he's a high energy guy, but the the fall champions, you know, poster or the, the post and him talking about it in the interview. I think that was ridiculous. I get it. It was the only southland conference game that they're going to have in the fall but but come on it was one game there's no need to make a whole graphic about it maybe you can joke about it once in an interview but they're going way too far with it and knowing you know how carthel carthel is and how sfa is they're going to keep that running they're probably going to bring it into the next season saying oh we were the fall champions last year so i mean they might get rings uh, i mean, I mean I just,
1: that's, no I'm, I'm i'm just i'm just messing around I mean, if they but... do that that'll that's the cream of the cob right there that's I mean that's some Central Florida type stuff, yeah, claiming for- the national championship.
0: Hey, but at least they've won a lot of games. This was one ball game, one yeah. game. But it, to be fair, it was it was a cool it was a cool little thing being in the ballpark, winning in overtime. I'm throwing my shirt off too if I'm him. But the fall championship is a little bit far <sighs> of a stretch. I don't. I just I've never had a head coach
1: that would swing his shirt around on the field. I'm all for head coaches getting excited in the locker room after a win because, you know, winning is hard no matter who you're playing. But middle of the field, I just, I don't know. No no sense of professionalism.
0: But also, too, you know, I've seen all the videos of the strength coaches, the big guys running around, pounding their chest, headbutting everybody. I've seen a couple of shirts come off the strength coaches. So But they're not the face of the program. That's true. You
1: know what I mean? I mean, that that, that is the literal face of the program, that that he represents what SFA football is.
0: But let, let me ask you this, and you know, don't be biased about it, but if you're a high school student and you're being recruited by SFA and you see that energy that he's bringing and him like being with the players and being hyped like that, does that not make you be like, okay, he seems like a cool guy that, I, that I'd want to play for? Well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break that.
1: I'm going to have two answers on this, okay? My first answer is yes. I totally agree with what you're saying. Seeing that excitement and that type of support uh, around his players is awesome. That's great. But if I really broke it down and, and, and I was a knowledgeable person about the situation, I, w- I would really ask myself, golly, one game? This is how we're acting after one game? I mean, that, that, that's a sense of, you know, you know, the saying, been there, done that. That's saying... We've never been there, and we've never done that. So let's act like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, big win, not trying to take that away from SFA. I just think that the post-game antics could have been handled better.
0: I mean, that's a good point, too. And, you know, we, we've been told that this in practice recently is, uh, you know, we do our scrimmages or we do our, our team periods, and every time there's a big catch or a touchdown, we all kind of run to the receiver and we celebrate as a big group. And our tight ends coach, he told us, you know, y'all got to act like this is normal. We have to act like scoring touchdowns is normal. Like we don't need a big celebration every time because it's supposed to be normal for us. So that is a good point. And uh, that's another thing, you know, shout out Coach Keeler. We shake our hands, we go into the locker room, and then once we're in the locker room, you know, we have our fun, we do our little dances when we win. So there is an act of professionalism with that. So uh, I wonder if that will change things with SFA. Maybe if somebody will tell them, you know, don't do that, if they're going to keep this fall champions up. It's going to be really interesting, but uh, definitely something that was interesting to talk about. Uh, let's jump right into our games. Start off with the one we just talked about. SFA they beat ACU thirty-five to thirty-two. So uh, going into the in the next fall, and I asked you this before: uh, Are we worried about SFA, and are we worried about Abilene Christian?
1: As Sam Houston State, you're asking me yeah, that, or Sam just the Southland Conference? Or
0: even the Southland Conference as a whole. Uh,
1: man, uh, obviously I'm being biased, but I, you know, I'm also trying to. You know, keep an open mind. No, I I, I would not be worried uh, as Sam Houston State about SFA and Abilene Christian. Uh, I think that those are good programs. I think they're better than what they were and have been. But I just I just see them being you know a middle of a pack team, kind of always chasing Sam Houston, Central Arkansas, Nichols, Sela, You know those programs.
0: Yeah, I think they they went the step in the right direction, but still need a little bit more work. So uh, that was that game, Southland Conference, little FCS football. Let's move in to the FBS. Big Ten finally came back. Wisconsin, they beat Illinois 45-7, to but Wisconsin, you know, Big Ten, they postponed and they waited for a while just so they can couldn't have this problem. And look what happens. Wisconsin has now delayed because they had, what, 20 cases, including three of their quarterbacks. They were looking pretty good. Do you think that if everything went normal and nothing and this COVID thing didn't happen – they might be able to make a run.
1: Well, absolutely, and, and and I think I think we've both talked about how Wisconsin is kind of kind of one of those fringe programs that always you know just falls short of Ohio State. It seems like, and this year, you know, I, I know they only played Illinois, but that quarterback looked special. Uh, I think that was on Friday night. Uh, actually, that game was, and so I got a chance to watch that one pretty closely, and that quarterback was a stud.
0: Yeah, so Wisconsin, you know, they're always competing in the Big Ten, but they they got to get past the Ohio State. And uh, speaking of Ohio State, they beat Nebraska fifty-two to seventeen. Ohio State's looking really good. Justin Fields almost has a perfect game. Uh, do you think Ohio State can compete with Clemson and Alabama? Man, uh,
1: you got to say yes. Um, you know, uh, show an offensive showing like that. You know, Justin Fields obviously uh, hasn't skipped a beat. If 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 not, if anything, he's gotten better. Uh, I was really really pleased with what I saw out of him. He he kind of kind of said, you know, to anyone that had forgotten about him that Justin Fields was definitely here and he's here to stay, uh, so yeah, Ohio State is probably that third team for me, no doubt, um, and, and I, look, I look for them to uh, finish a perfect Big Ten season.
0: And where do you where would you put Justin Fields in the Heisman ranking? Now I know they had him up there just because he was Justin Fields, but does he move up any higher? Or does he stay where he's at? He's top five for me. I mean, he's played
1: one game, you know, compared to you know other guys who've played four or five. Uh, I'm not saying that he he won't be there in the end, uh, but. Let's 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 give uh, let's give the other guys the benefit of the doubt. Um, and Justin Fields only played one game, so yeah, he, he's in the conversation. But let's let's see him do it a couple times.
0: Yeah. So Ohio State gets a big win. Now here's the kicker. Here's the kicker of the Big Ten games. Indiana. Uh, Who? Oh, Indiana. The basketball school. They beat Penn State thirty-eight to thirty-five. Now I, I ask this every time there's an upset. Is this a good Indiana team, or was that a bad Penn State game? Uh, you know, uh, obviously,
1: great win for Indiana. I guess we need to see what the rest of their season looks like to, to decide if they're good or not. But, boy, Penn State. Penn State, the team who – who okay, look, we, we've talked about this, but this is a real shot this year, 2020, is a real shot to not have two SEC teams in the college football playoff, okay? Okay. And with teams beating each other, all that to me, if Penn State wins every game and only loses to Ohio State, they really could make a case to be in that Final Four. Okay, and that's gone now. You can't. There is no losing to Indiana. They better pray that they beat Ohio State. And unfortunately, judging how they just played this last weekend, that ain't going to happen.
0: Now, I remember in our in our preview, we had Penn State pretty high. We had them maybe upsetting. Ohio State maybe beating Michigan, but now it's it's up for question. And in Indiana, and I read a stat, and I don't know if this is true, but didn't they score the most this game than they have in the past three years or something? Look, Indiana, do you can you see? I don't think they're going to be top three in the Big Ten, but can you see them surprising a team like Ohio State, Michigan, or anyone else in the Big Ten? I mean, you gotta you gotta give it a chance. They
1: just, I mean, they they beat. The second best team in the Big Ten uh, coming into this, uh, in my opinion, I think it was Ohio State and then Penn State, and they just they just beat Penn State, and it was really it was really a closer game than it was. I mean, Indiana was out in front, pretty pretty good there for a while. There was some crazy things that happened. How about that last play? You think he was in man the the, I, the two point conversion? You think he was in? I don't think so. I, I just I think it was a situation where whatever they called on the field. Was what they were gonna go with because it was so close, too close to overturn it.
0: I just you see that they had that angle. I know you they have to see it real time. They don't get the slow motion, but the angle was right there. The camera's pointed at it. You can see you can see space between the end zone and the football. It's a close call. I wouldn't be able to make it. I had the umpire little league and I was stressed out calling people if they were safer out, so I could never do that. Um, but Indiana, they they might shock the Big Ten. Another shock for me, and this was one of our picks we both got wrong. Michigan, they beat Minnesota 49-24. to Is Michigan and Jim Harbaugh back? Well, I, you know, I had a conversation with someone this
1: week uh, about that, um, and I think, I think Michigan might be legit, Dalton. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know that they can beat Ohio State. That, that seems to be their, uh, their kryptonite. You know, Harbaugh's never done it, but that quarterback is special, and they, they made a, a good Minnesota program look really bad.
0: Yeah, I know we talked about Jim Harbaugh being on the hot seat, so this is definitely the year he needs to win. What happened with uh, Minnesota? Uh, Man, I I was just disappointed. They just really couldn't get anything going. Uh, And,
1: and, and, you know, you talk about is this a good Michigan game and a bad Minnesota game. I think it was really just a a great Michigan game. I, I really, really thought Michigan played well.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, this is their first game, Big Ten, and we saw the week one, the real week one for the other teams, a lot of different scores, a lot of bad plays. So maybe they'll bounce back and uh, do something special. We, I still like Minnesota. Hope I like Jim Harbaugh, so I hope Michigan continues to make a good run. In uh, other scores, Clemson is continue continuing to dominate. Forty-seven to twenty-one, they beat Syracuse. Texas State, BYU, BYU is slowly moving up the charts. They beat Texas State fifty-two to fourteen, and they're now number eleven. Now I asked this last week, if and you, I know you were big on uh, SMU, and we're gonna get to that game later. If BYU continues to win, can you see them getting that fourth spot? Again, I don't know
1: that they're gonna play the right amount of games to, to do so, but winning is winning. And so if all these power five teams keep keep dropping out and losing, then yeah, you gotta say that the Cougars
0: have a chance. And uh speaking of SMU, on uh, one of our other picks, Cincinnati and SMU, wow. Man, wow.
1: This Cinc- is my biggest disappointment of the week.
0: Cincinnati wins 42 to 13. And I said it, you know, Cincinnati, they might be the real deal. What happened with SMU?
1: Well, I think Cincinnati is absolutely the real deal and the take that I made last week on SMU, this is a this is a real chance at them getting into the Final 4. I want to apologize. Obviously, I put some bad bad mojo on the Mustangs, but I'm now putting the same mojo on Cincinnati. Cincinnati has a chance to make a run at that Final 4 spot.
0: So let me ask you this: BYU, and I know it probably won't happen. BYU versus Cincinnati, who would you pick?
1: Man, that's a tough one. Uh, I think Cincinnati is probably better top to bottom, but BYU has the quarterback to to really make that an exciting game. Give me, give me the Bearcats, just because they're in a, a you know a decent conference. Right now, and they're they're winning some good ball games. Uh, I believe they play Memphis this week, so that's another good indicator at where they're at. So uh, give me give me the Bearcats.
0: And uh, do you think Cincinnati is going to win the American Conference outright, or do you still think there's a team that could come in and upset them?
1: Uh you know, again, they play Memphis this week. Who is who is kind of in that SMU, UCF range? Uh, so you know, if Cincinnati beats them, then definitely. Uh, they're They're probably gonna end up being the American Conference champs,
0: and also, let me ask you this: what does BYU have to do to get Zach Wilson to win the Heisman Trophy?
1: Keep winning. You know, a small, a small school like that, I've said it said it before, you know, the Heisman Trophy goes to winning teams. Uh, so BYU is going to probably have to run the table, and he's going to have to keep playing his butt off.
0: So let's say BYU, you know, they, can, they make this run, they go undefeated, they don't make the Final Four, but Zach Wilson has crazy numbers. Do you think he could still win the Heisman, or would he just be a finalist?
1: I think he could be a finalist. Uh, I just, man, I'd have a super hard time um, living with the fact that Trevor Lawrence uh, isn't going to win the Heisman. I just, I he's going to win it this year. It, the stars have aligned. You know, it, it's it's Clemson's year for the most part, uh, and, and I think Trevor Lawrence does it.
0: Yeah, Trevor Lawrence has been balling. So has Zach Wilson. Another name, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Alabama. They beat Tennessee forty-eight to seventeen. Mac Jones is making a making a name for himself, trying to get into that spot for Heisman uh, winner. Man, I like Mac Jones. He. I hate on him, and I hate on Alabama, and every week I'm going to apologize. Alabama is the real deal. They, uh, they're they the number two for sure. Uh, and I'm going to ask you every week, right now, Clemson versus Alabama, who would you take?
1: Give me Clemson. You know, Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, Matt Jones is is probably second in the Heisman uh, if I was voting, but uh, it doesn't help Alabama's case that their best receiver, Jalen Waddle, is out for the year.
0: Oh, that was big time. He broke his ankle. Uh, another team in the Final Four right now, Notre Dame. They beat Pittsburgh 45-3. to Notre that's a Dame, big win. Notre Dame versus Ohio State right now.
1: Notre Dame versus Ohio
0: State right now. That's a good game. Uh, if they play tomorrow... Yeah, because keep in mind, Notre Dame, they've been playing a couple well, that, games. Ohio State only on their second... This would yep, be their so second that's, game. So
1: that's, that's what I was going to get at. Uh, if they play tomorrow experience uh is gonna be key and so i man i've been i've been crapping on the the irish all year um give me notre dame in that one wow and i yeah i was gonna bring that up too has ian book earned your respect yet i yeah i mean i, I think pittsburgh is a good program i i've liked what i've seen out of them this year and so it was 45 to 3 mm-hmm. man yeah i guess so i can't not gonna hit on him too much longer if he keeps winning. Yeah, Notre Dame. A loss
0: is coming though. Just wait, man. I, I'm really interested to see how the ACC is gonna go. If it ends up being Clemson Notre Dame, it's gonna be a big time matchup. We'll definitely be picking that. I cannot wait till we get to championship week. That's gonna be that might be where the tides change because I forgot to tell y'all about the standings. I'm still ahead, of course. I mean that was obvious. Ryan is still uh, needs to catch up, but you know once we get to championship week, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a lot of close games. Uh, Another scores. North Carolina, they said we're still here. They beat NC State forty-eight to twenty-one. NC State's a good team, yep. so North Carolina, they said uh, we still want to make a run for this. Uh, Kansas, Kansas State, the Battle of Kansas. K State wins fifty-five to fourteen. Look, Kansas State, they always seem to upset people, so maybe they'll come in play somebody and make a make a move. Texas, they beat Baylor twenty-seven to sixteen. They just lost their number one recruit, but they're still moving, and uh, we we're gonna pick that game later. That's gonna be a good game. And Another one of our picks. We had Auburn versus Ole Miss. Man, man, what what
1: an ending there! I just I cannot get cannot get the Bo Nix thing right.
0: I yeah, just can't. You, you're on you're on the Bo Nix train. One day you uh, give up on no. Bo Nix and then he goes two zero for me. Oh no! Look, I've been picking Auburn each time and he's been doing good for me, so I have no problems with him. Now, did you see the whole thing with Lane Kiffin about how they you know they find him because he was liking stuff on Twitter and retweeting stuff? And he said he was going to pay the NCAA in pennies. pennies. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) got to respect the Lane train. Yeah, uh, Lane's a different cat. He was uh, he was pretty mad about that call. (laughs) Coastal Carolina undefeated still. They beat Georgia Southern twenty eight to fourteen. Man, shout to Clears. Where did Coastal Carolina come from? I mean, you know,
1: I I know them from. They used to be an FCS school. Uh, They have a turquoise field. Their their turf is literal turquoise. Uh, They won a baseball national championship. Here, here a couple years back but uh evidently it's a football school because they're they're really playing well this year
0: so let me ask you this if you're if you're a recruit and you have to pick between these two schools to play for coastal Carolina and Boise State you got the aqua blue and you got the dark oh. blue which uh, field would you rather play on which field or what school would I rather well go you to know school like? but I'm talking like rather the field because they're both you know one's got the aqua blue one's got the dark blue which one would you rather have to play on I mean if I'm picking off the
1: field, I'm going Boise cuz uh there's nothing like a good a good blue look and with blue jerseys that looks really good. Now, if I'm picking school, I'm picking Coastal Carolina. Boise really? is way too cold Over for the me. School? Way too cold wow. for me. Idaho? That's yeah, too cold you're, you're for me, pick, big dog. Boise state wins. Listen, listen they listen, win. Listen, listen. It's too cold and come playoff time for Boise. Wow.
0: Uh, that, might the, be,
1: that might be the hottest take I've ever heard. Uh, dude, I mean, Coastal Carolina. You, Coastal
0: Carolina. Uh, they the made name, this. They made one How run. cool would that
1: be? How cool would that be? Living on the beach? Bo, the I'm coast? Playing, I'm
0: playing for the team that's winning championships.
1: Uh, I'm, not going, I'm not going to potato class <laughs> in Idaho, Dalton. Right. I won't do it.
0: Now, if I had to pick between fields... I'm picking Coastal Carolina because I'm oh, more of a light blue, uh, aqua blue kind of guy. You're
1: going to Boise but if schools, you're picking schools. I'm okay. going to the winner. I,
0: I think you wait and see what I'm going to say and then spite me right after. Well, obviously it's working out because I'm winning in the <laughs> okay, standing. okay, Boise State, they're number 25. They always seem to be number 25 at the end of the day. They beat Utah State 42-13, home of Jordan Love, the worst quarterback pick I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And then uh another pick Oklahoma they're trying to make they're trying to climb right back up the rankings. They beat TCU 33 or 14. Man, your boys TCU struggling, not doing very well in the Big 12. No, they're they're not. It's off year. They can't really
1: can't really find a quarterback this year. Uh you know, that defense is playing playing okay uh
0: if you look at the stats, but they just uh they're just not that good this year. They got a nice young group though. They could they yep. could develop into something yep. special. And then finally our last pick, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. We said Oklahoma State needed this win if they wanted to win the Big Twelve and maybe get that four spot. They do. They beat Iowa State twenty-four to twenty-one in a close one. Is Oklahoma State the real deal yet? Are we ready to believe it?
1: Man, well, uh, we're going to talk about them here pretty quick, and so I'll I'll save my
0: save my take on them. All right, then let's get right into our picks because and let's talk about let's that's going to be the first one. Texas at Oklahoma State. Texas, a regular Big Twelve powerhouse been struggling this year, Oklahoma State, they are the guys they can make that run and get that four spot. Tell me about this game, and who do you pick so we've said it all year,
1: Dalton. the big twelve is the king of just beating up on each other, the middle of the pack, taking down the top dogs, the top dogs, you know purging out the bottom people, and you just you just never know what's gonna happen and and I think this week. This is the perfect example of something like that. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State. Uh, in a sense, they control their own destiny. I think at this point, if if Oklahoma State wins out, they're probably a playoff team, Dalton. I mean, you know, you just look just look at the dynamics of the nation, uh, and I, I don't I don't I don't think there's any way you you leave them out of the top four if they go undefeated. Now, with that being said, I me and you've said it all year. This is this is absolutely absolutely a season where. Oklahoma could upset Oklahoma State. Texas could upset Oklahoma State. So, I'm going to pick the pokes here. I'm going to pick the pokes at home because Texas has disappointed me all year. But let it be known that if Texas wins, uh, we've been saying it for weeks, it could happen. It absolutely could happen.
0: Yeah, Texas, Oklahoma State, really good rivalry. You know, I don't know how many years, two years ago, Tom Herman wanted to fight Gundy on the field. They, they, they got bad blood for each other, and I think this is going to be a really good game. This might be the game of the week. Uh, I love Texas. I'm still mad at them because they lost, and they ruined my them being in the fourth spot. So I'm going to Oklahoma State as well. I think this is their year. I think they're going to make that run and get that fourth spot, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I wasn't big on them in the beginning. You were. You were hyping them up, and I had did not believe in them at all. They got a really nice offense, and they still got the Cowboy backs. Whew, I love me some Cowboy backs. <laughs> Give me the Cowboys. They might have the best jerseys in the NFL and NFL, the NCAA as well. Um, but, like you said, if Texas wins, wouldn't be surprised because that's how the Big 12 plays, and uh, I'd be happy for Texas. You know, they, they beat Baylor, but Baylor's not a very good team, and they kind of struggled in the beginning. So uh, it'll be interesting to see them play. Uh, I think they're considered a rival now, Oklahoma State, so it'll be interesting to see this nice little rivalry going on. Next game, Hawaii at Wyoming. It's going to be a tight matchup. Humph. who do you have? Man, I would be... I'm not not gonna lie. This
1: game got picked because we have not talked about either either of these teams this year, and so I'm not gonna lie. I don't know anything about either of these teams. Uh, I know that's not the best thing to say as a football podcast host, but I don't know anything about Hawaii, and I dang sure don't know anything about Wyoming. But 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 here's what I do know. I do know that it's in Wyoming. I do know that it's probably gonna be freezing. Okay. And I do know that it is about a 40-hour flight, pretty much, from Hawaii to Wyoming. So, give me Wyoming. Give me Josh Allen's alma mater. The Cowboys win this one.
0: I'm on the same boat as you. I don't really know either about either team. But if I'd rather go to Hawaii, or would I rather go to Wyoming, give me the former Rainbow Warriors. I like Hawaii. They had a really good offense last year. Don't know how their offense is this year. You know they had Cole McDonald. He goes to the draft. I don't know what team he's on now. He's uh, I think he's like third string somewhere. I th- I really like Hawaii. I Used to watch them a lot. Not much anymore. But I'm picking between where would I'd rather go on vacation? And it's dang sure not Wyoming. Hey, let me give you a showing. blast.
1: Let me give you a blast from the past. College football player growing up that you probably used on NCAA. Okay, the video game Colt Brennan, Hawaii. Real. Oh, got, he, yeah, he, he was big the, time, right? Yeah, he threw like sixty-two touchdowns one year. Like, yeah, I remember
0: watching a video about like the yes. p- football player you've never heard of.
1: Yes, that dude. That dude used to sling it at
0: Hawaii. Even more reason for me to pick Hawaii. <laughs> and every time I pick a team that I don't really know about, they go on and win. So I trust my boys, the Rainbow Warriors. I need this one. Pick them, gods. I, I got to make a comeback here. We're we're about halfway through the season. Yeah. It. it huh. I, I I've never really asked you this on air, and you know you, you walked in when we first started this. And you were the big pick'em guy. Like that, that's, that was your life. You do it you do well. You do fantasy well. So how does it feel that you have yet to get ahead of me on the pick'em rankings? I, I know it eats you up inside. A lot of our friends and a lot of the players on the team, they're excited. <laughs> they love that I'm winning and that you have yet to beat me. How do you feel right now? Well, uh, first off, it,
1: it's flattering that our teammates love it. Because what that says to me is is they're used to me winning things, okay? First off. But you're right. You've dominated. And I think what it is, is I'm doing so well in fantasy football that that the Pick'em gods and the fantasy gods are conspiring against me, okay? I gotta lose something sometime, okay? So if it's if it's fantasy or pick'em, I'm probably gonna lean towards fantasy if I had to pick one to be good in, but we're not done yet, all right? We're, hey, it's, it's like I said all year. It's not how you start. It's how you finish,
0: okay? And we've got a lot of football to be played. See, that's what makes me nervous is because I came in thinking, you know, he's probably going to kill me. Uh, he, he knows more about the game than I do. I love football, but Ryan is 100% in. He knows all the stats, knows all the players. I was nervous. And if I lose now, being ahead for what? What are we, a couple weeks, uh, seven, eight, eight like, weeks in? Uh, yeah. It's going to be embarrassing if I end up losing <laughs> this. So I have to continue my dominance and uh, funny story with you winning everything, and uh, everyone in Huntsville and Sam Houston knows Ryan is the luckiest man alive. And uh, I don't know if we've told this story on air before, but I did this little Instagram oh live Hunger Game thing. It was, <laughs> it was all my friends. I told you to put your name in if you wanted to be in it. And it's, it's a random simulator, and it like simulates the Hunger Games. So I'm like, bet this is going to be really fun. I'm going to have all my friends in it. And of course, it comes down to my roommate, and Humphrey's and Humphrey's ends up winning the Hunger Games and everyone's texting me like oh did you set it up like that like did you let him win I even win? Te- I texted yeah. you I was like I was like oh that was pretty cool like did you set it for me to win yeah. No of course I didn't <laughs> why would I want Humphreys to win I want him to lose at everything <laughs> and he goes on and wins that just shows how he wins at everything so it's nice to be ahead in the rankings be the king for so long and I will continue and be the king this whole year Do, just like you're going to go undefeated in fantasy I'm going to be the king and pick him for the whole year and the next game LSU at Auburn Man, Bo Nix, this is going to be tough for you. Who are you going to pick? Why do I keep putting
1: Auburn in the pick Because I'm going to choose wrong. I'm picking LSU. I hate Bo Nix. Bo Nix is the worst quarterback in the SEC. He's ruined me. Time in and time out this year, and I'm tired of it. Go Tigers. Not, Not no War Eagle Tigers. I'm talking Coach O, go Tigers. I'm talking Cajun,
0: Crawfish, Everything. I'm taking the defending national champions. I'm tired of Auburn. So let me. So have you not learned your lesson with picking against Bo Nix? I j- I, I'm, I threw LSU and Auburn in this pick 'em. Okay, I threw
1: them in here because I'm gonna get one on Bo Nix. Bo Nix is gonna lay an egg this week. I don't care who LSU's got playing the quarterback: Miles Brennan, uh, Hingle Mcringleberry. I don't care. Dalton, Coach O's gonna figure out how to win this one. And I'm going to laugh in Bo Nix's face. Now, let me tell you. LSU, they had a, a true freshman playing. He played good. Played really well. Didn't you tell me
0: he's like 6'5", 6'6", 250 yeah. or something wild? Big boy. That's Cam Newton. Big yeah. boy. And he played really well. So it's, it could be an interesting matchup. But I've been doing really well with Auburn. <laughs> I, I wasn't on the Bo Nix train. Auburn. I am picking Auburn. Nah, I have to continue my luck. Just like you, that's a loss for me. Just like you're mad at Auburn, I was mad at Texas. I won't pick <laughs> Texas because they blew it for me. So I get it. So go ahead, pick against Bone Nicks, but he hears you. Yeah, and he
1: knows. Well, I, I'm. I assume that this is going to be a win for you. So I'm just going to go ahead and figure out what I'm going to have to say next week. Yeah, that means next week you have to pick Bone Nicks no matter <laughs> exactly. what. Exactly.
0: The last game in our pick'em for NCAA: Ohio State at Penn State. Now, before last week, this is probably a closer matchup than I think. But Indiana, who Indiana came and beats Penn State. Ohio State continues its dominance. Justin Fields, they want that natty. Who are you picking for this game?
1: Well, it, it would be impossible to pick a team that just lost to Indiana uh, to upset a top five team in the nation. So I won't do that. Uh, I'm going to pick Ohio State. Um, I wanted this to be, you know, one of the games of the year. And I'm afraid that it's not going to be. I, I think we're going to be disappointed. I think Justin Field, you know, this. okay, you talked about him being in the Heisman race. He's gonna ball out this week and then he's probably right up there at number two in the Heisman. So give me give me the buck, guys.
0: all uh, right
1: you ready for this, huh? Don't do it. You ready for this? If you if you honestly say that the Nittany Lions upset Ohio State this week, I, I will not just go ahead so just fast. You're 0-3 this year in these wild pigs. You're talking about me learning my lesson. You picked who'd you Clemson? You picked uh, Miami over Clemson?
0: You picked who'd you pick? Georgia? Georgia over, over Bama? Bama? Look, you're right. I'm picking Ohio State. Picking Ohio State. Of course I'm picking Ohio State. <laughs> but and I know with Corona, it's not the same. They're playing at Penn State. And I think it's the whiteout. Well, <sighs> It's not gonna be as white because not gonna be a a lot of white seats in the the stadium. (laughs) But playing at Penn State is a big deal, but they lost to Indiana. Whoo, Indiana. And Justin Fields is hot. He's doing his thing. Give me Ohio State. That's just one of those picks you can't pass up on. That's an easy win. Ohio State, the Buckeyes are gonna win over Penn State. Now, Humph, it's time. Your little fantasy show. You're still, you're you're making history on air. This this is the first time ever. Of course, is when we start the podcast. You're doing this historic run. Let's talk fantasy. This is all your time to go. It's all you. All right,
1: we're gonna. I'll talk about my game this week. That seemed to be interesting last week, but yes, Dalton Truitt. Uh, I have tied the all time record and uh, the greatest start in our league's history. I'm now seven and zero. I want to thank uh, everyone that's followed me, followed my team. I want to thank my players. You know, just coming out. Week in and week out, and just putting up points, okay? You know, this week it was fun. It came right down to the end. Uh, Monday, it happened on Monday Night Football and the, the Bears and the Rams. You know, uh, I had a player playing, my opponent had a player playing, and it it was really close right down to the last second. I thought thought that I might go down, but we lived to fight another day, and uh, my team is undefeated. So this week, hopefully, we can break that record and get to 8 uh, 0. Talking about a couple players. Um, Devontae Adams is really good at football, Dalton. He's really good at football. And breaking news, my team has acquired a new quarterback, okay? Unfortunately, I lost Dak Prescott, who was the number one fantasy football quarterback this year. But in a trade this week, I have acquired your boy, Mm. Aaron Rodgers. So it hurts me to the core, to my bones, that I have to cheer for a Green Bay Packer and, it's, and, and, and especially it being Aaron Rodgers, okay? I'm sure Dalton is going to text me every weekend, you know, talking about ah, Aaron Rodgers this, Aaron Rodgers that. But I told him up front, if Aaron Rodgers sucks, it's on him, okay? So walk on Radio Nation. If my fantasy team goes to hell, it's on Dalton, okay? Because I've, I've been doing fine this year. I took your word for this.
0: If he makes the what he does best. Your name's on the trophy. Your name's on the trophy. Yes. I want credit. I want credit. You get a ring. I mean I I I would love a ring because that was on me,
1: because of me. Yeah. No, I, I texted Dalton. I said, look, man, okay, biased aside is Aaron Rodgers gonna keep up the amount of production that he's put up this year. And Dalton told me yes. He gave me the green light. I had a couple players that I could I could help out another team. I needed a quarterback. I felt like Everybody in my league was saying that I was like Thanos. It was the last stone on oh, the yeah. gauntlet. I, I've, I've got my quarterback back. I love who I've got at receiver, who
0: I've got at running back, and uh, we're looking to make a title run, Dalton. I'm excited. Uh, I, you know, in the theme of my Chewbacca onesie in Star Wars, you have joined the dark side. You are now on, you know... You're, oh, on right, you're on the that. right side, but you are on the dark side. Oh, I'm on the dark side for for Aaron And I have Aaron a cheese Rogers. head waiting for you. I'd when gladly you wear it. When you win the championship and that ring, you'll have the cheese head off. If, if Aaron Rodgers
1: does what I think he's capable of doing for the rest of the season,
0: you can call me a certified cheese head. Because, well, this is this is what I told you, too, is my, is my concern. He throws for 35 games. But then he has, what, three points one game? So, like, when he plays bad, he plays bad. But when he plays good, he's always on. And even his mid-tier games are better than most other starting quarterbacks. So he's really wishy-washy, but I think you have a good enough team where if he has a bad game, that your team can make up for it. Well, the pro-
1: I was running in, you know, I just didn't have consistent quarterback play ever since I've lost Dak. And and you're right, I do have, I have good enough players uh, to, you know, kind of offset that. But just none of those quarterbacks gave me – any big game possibilities? Well, Aaron Rodgers, you know, I mean, he's he, he week in and week out, he could throw for five touchdowns. I mean, that's just that's a given, and it doesn't matter. Obviously, he's shown that even without Devontae Adams, he can get it done.
0: Yeah, and Devontae Adams. Wow. Wow. He, he, wow. He is making a run to be top five receiver. I mean, uh, he, I, I, no, I'm he's top five receiver. Okay, he's, good. A he, lot of
1: people have him top ten, no, even no, lower. No, 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 no. He, He's making a run to be a top two receiver. Do you think he... I think DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> is the best receiver in the NFL. I think so, too. Uh, I think Michael I Thomas that before has before fallen off.
0: And we're, we're going to talk about that. Michael Thomas has fallen off. I've got a lot
1: of choice words to say about Mr. Michael Thomas, <laughs> and they're not good choice words. Well, save your words. We have,
0: we have a lot to talk about. Are you good with fantasy? Not good.
1: Fantasy's good. Walk on radio is, is full.
0: Aware of, of my fantasy football making team. our run 7 0. We're doing well before we get into scores. You know, let's talk about our NFL top 10. So, oh, okay, we, yes. we have our picks, you have yours. So, before we even get it started, on if you had to name your top 10 right now, who's your top 10? Well, actually, let's do like we know, let's do. go 10, 10 10 to 1. 9? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: okay, so. Uh, you know, I think we're going to have a lot of the same teams, maybe just in different spots. And so I'm going to say a team, kind of give my spiel about them, and then I'll let you go. Number 10, okay. I, first off, I want to give my 11th team. And I really struggled not putting them in my top 10. But I want to see a couple more games, okay. The Arizona Cardinals. Mm. I've got them in 11. Okay. Uh, man, great win over a really, really talented Seattle roster. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hawkins. Are incredible. Okay, so they're eleven, but for my tenth spot today, give me the New Orleans Saints. Okay, wow. Hopefully, hopefully with Michael Thomas coming back, you know we can get a bit of a bit of a passing game going for Drew Brees. But Alvin Kamara is playing as good as any player at any position in the NFL.
0: Now let me ask you this, and I don't know if you've seen, but apparently. The Saints are open to trading, to for trading Michael him. Thomas. Yeah, do you agree with that? And so, where where do you think you could land? Okay, so let me. I actually I
1: had this conversation with my dad uh, last week, and and here's Michael Thomas is one of the best receivers in the NFL. There's no question. But here is a here, here's a a guy that obviously is one of the more enticing trade value players in the NFL. And so what I mean by that is, okay, you're the Saints, all right. This is probably your last go-around with Drew Brees, okay? Maybe one more year. But this Saints team is a different team in in a, a year or two years tops, okay? So, you know, how do you feel about Jameis Winston? You know, how do you feel about Taysom Hill as your next quarterback? You You're centering the team around Alvin Kamara, okay? That's apparent. I mean, that dude is unbelievable. You paid him before the year. I mean, you have an okay defense, but... But the core of this team, Drew Brees, that that Drew Brees Saints era is pretty much finished. And so trade Michael Thomas, okay, get a couple first round picks, maybe go get a quarterback. I don't know. But I think you can plan for the future without tarnishing your current season.
0: Now, let me let me bring up a little thing for you. I've been thinking about it. You know, you got Cameron Jordan on the on defense. You trade Michael Thomas to a team that needs a receiver. And there's another guy that is trying to get out of Houston, Michael Thomas, J.J. Watt. Switch them, have Houston put in a couple picks that puts a little veteran on the defensive side, give J.J. Watt a place to win, and Michael Thomas goes to a team that needs a receiver. So I like I like the player
1: values for that. My only issue is that it goes against what I'm saying on a rebuild. Uh, you know, maybe not a rebuild, but a reload factor and J.J. Watt is older in age and so to me if J.J. Watt gets out of Houston god I can't believe I'm about to say this but it makes more sense for him to go to a team like Green Bay okay Mm -hmm. who who's not a younger team who's a team that's that's ready and primed to go and win a Super Bowl you know it it makes sense for J.J. Watt to go to a team like that
0: but are you looking to trade for a franchise quarterback or shouldn't you try to get picks from that and then draft? With this great draft class we're having in the NCAA, but what team has a quarterback that could trade and become a new friend, the next Drew Brees for the Saints? No,
1: so I, I'm saying draft picks. Okay, uh, so like I, get yeah. more draft picks yes. too. Okay, yeah, okay, we're on May, the same not page a Trevor again. Lawrence, but you know maybe you maybe you trade with a team that can get uh Justin Fields or yep. Trey Lance. I don't know, uh, or, or Dalton. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they have a lot of faith in James Winston. I yep. don't know. Uh, and let, let me
0: tell you, man, one name and one of our boys, Sam Ellinger. He yep. And I don't know, he, he might use that COVID season to play again. He might go straight to the draft. He's going to be a low draft pick, but I think he's going to be a great quarterback for whatever team takes a chance on him. So he is definitely going to be a sleeper when it comes to this big quarterback class that is coming. Uh, so for my number 10, I don't have the Saints in at all. I, I think they're okay, but I think they're really wishy-washy. I have the Rams. I really like Jared Goff. They surprised me this year. So I have the Rams at number 10. Who's your number 9?
1: Number 9, I have the LA Rams and you know I watched I watched really closely Monday night and Sean McVay is is just a a football mastermind you know what he's able to do to manage games to win ball games is really impressive and the NFC West is 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 really impressive this year you know they've got three five win teams uh, and so I could easily see three three teams in the NFC West getting into the playoffs
0: yeah the NFC West definitely especially the Rams they kind of fell out and we didn't talk about them much, but they're doing their thing. They're really surprising. My number nine is the Bills. Yes, they've been struggling, but I still remember their beginning of the season and how Josh Allen was doing, Stephon Diggs, and their great D-line. So I still believe in the Bills. I still think they're doing okay. So I have the Bills at number nine.
1: So as we've done this the last two picks, but the Bills are my number eight team. Uh, I think – I, I like what I've seen out of them. You know, preseason, that was my Cinderella team. And I feel good that they are going to, in fact, win their division in the AFC. You know, the Patriots are really struggling. The Dolphins, eh, they're relevant. You know, I don't quite get the uh, the Tua is going to start thing. You know, we talked about that on the show last week. But Bills are going to win that division. My only complaint about Buffalo is they seem to fold against better or equal teams as them, you know they've beat, they've beat bad teams pretty handily. Uh, but you know their two losses are against the Chiefs, who are better than them, and Tennessee, who's evidently better than them. So you know they're gonna have to beat some of the AFC powers if they if they want to make a run to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and I think they're really close, but they still have a couple more things they need to fix if they want to be that elite team in the AFC. My number eight team are my boys, the Cardinals. And I know you said, you know, you have to see more, but I've seen enough. They beat the Seahawks, who was, you know, the number one team for a while. Russell Wilson, undoubtedly the MVP. I love the Cardinals offense, and I think their defense has slept on. Buda Baker has been balling.
1: I don't disagree with with them being seven. I just, I think that seven through 10 is pretty pretty close, and, and I want to see a couple more games out of them, but yes. Arizona's legit.
0: Yeah, I know we we both picked the Seahawks to win, and we're going to talk about that. But I'm so happy that they got that win, that proved themselves that yo they can compete with the Seahawks and the other teams. So it'll be interesting to see how well the Cardinals keep going. Who's your number seven? I shuffled around one through
1: seven uh, quite a bit today when I was when I was picking uh, those those teams. But for number seven, uh, I'm I'm gonna go Tampa Bay, uh, and you know they've they've been hot lately, and I. Before the season, I you know I was not on the Tampa Bay train. And, you know I didn't want to hear any Super Bowl talks out of them. You know Tom Brady, blah blah blah. Actually, side story: three years ago, okay, when Tom Brady played in the Super Bowl against the Rams, right after the game, I said that Tom Brady would never play for another Super Bowl. I said it, and you can there's ten people that I told that, and you can ask them. So for that, I hope the Buccaneers don't make a Super Bowl run. But unfortunately. You know, last week we had breaking news. I think that was last week. We talked mm-hmm. about Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown going to the Seahawks. Talk about
0: St. Thanos and the Infinity. Uh, yeah,
1: talk. Hey, talk about him going to the Seahawks? No, no, he's going to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Bruce Arians said you can't have too many good players, and boy, oh boy, if Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown like
0: we've seen him before, ooh, the NFL is in trouble. Because, but Bruce Arians also said. Be a team player or be gone. So it's going to be really interesting to yeah. see how. Uh, and, you know, for some reason, Tom Brady and Antonio Browns have become like best friends. They're like best friends. I don't even ask. So he pushed for Antonio Brown they to be on with, the bus. They played with each other for like two weeks. Yeah, I don't, but, but they train in the off-scene together. Yeah. So maybe Tom Brady will help him keep in line. But it's going to be really interesting to see Rob how Rob Gronkowski does. of late has
1: looked like Rob Gronkowski. Dude, oh, man. oh my God. You know what we forgot to talk about? National Tight End Day. Oh my. Oh my. Let's get through these and then we'll come back to that. Okay. Because that's a that's a big deal,
0: especially with a, a fellow tight end yes, like yourself. Of but Tampa Bay number seven, who you got? My number seven is the Ravens. Look, they haven't been talked about a lot. Look. They're still dominating, yeah. But with the numbers Lamar Jackson had last year they're not up to par so of course they're, they're not going to be in the discussion very well huh who said who said that yeah, i think i think maybe i said that early in the season the ravens are a good team but i have teams that are doing a lot better but they're still dominating and they're still one of the top 3 teams in the afc picture number 6 uh you know we've mentioned them a couple times i've got
1: seattle you know they lost wow. to a, yeah they they lost to a wait, you got them higher i have them a lot higher okay well I guess, I guess the Arizona uh, loss scared me a little bit, and boy, their defense is bad. Their defense is worse than Dallas's, Ooh, statistically. No, really? it is. Yo, yeah, wow. Passing, it's worse than Dallas's, which, good, good God. Yeah. Good God. But Russell Wilson is the MVP uh, as of now, so they are my sixth team. I think that they have every piece to be the best team in the NFC when it's all said and done.
0: My number six is the Tennessee Titans. I like the I I love the Titans. I really do. But you know, just just like the Seahawks, their defense is okay. They're not very good, but they have Derrick Henry. I don't trust Tannehill yet. I still don't trust him as that guy that can get the job done. I think if they stop Derrick, if you stop Derrick Henry, you stop the Titans. So I'm not sure if they can be the top team in the AFC yet. I still think they're a really good team. And losing Taylor Lewan, Pro Bowl tackle, is going to be big. I wonder how the offensive line is going to be able to handle. Especially being a run-heavy team and running on the left side more than anything, so uh, I put them a little bit lower. But I still love the Titans. Titans at six.
1: Man, I am a big big Tennessee believer this year. Dalton, I've got them at five. Uh, you know, if if they beat the Steelers last week, they could be two on this list for me. Uh, and I, and I think it's that close. I think they are talented enough. And I actually I want to disagree with you on your take on Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill is the most under the radar quarterback in the National Football League. I mean, he's, since week, since his last seven weeks last year, he has been, no question, look the stats up, look them up. He has been one of the best quarterbacks, a top five quarterback in the NFL since that point. Uh, he, he's tearing it up. Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs in the NFL, if not the best running back in the NFL. Uh, A.J. Brown's back, good God.
0: Yeah, he, good he's an animal. God.
1: He's on my fantasy team, so I've been really watching him closely. Wow, he is incredible. I love watching him. I'm a big Mike Vrabel guy and I have really high hopes for the Tennessee Titans this year.
0: Yeah, I love the Titans and I think uh, I think they could do a really good run. My number 5, and you said Russell Wilson is the MVP. Another name that's in there is Tom Brady. I've the Bucks in number 5. Their offense looks great and I think the main factor to their offense being great is Gronkowski is finally back. He's uh, he's he's come back. He's doing his thing and another thing I looked up and I was listening to is that Tom Brady is running his offense again. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, they were kind of doing Bruce Arians, and they were doing a little bit of both. But now they've kind of switched the reins to do what Tom Brady wants, and they're running the same thing they did in New England. Look, and that shows <laughs> to be successful. They have a great offense, and they have a great defense. And as a Packer fan, I had to sit there and watch Rodgers get sacked and blitzed and had pressure on them all game. Their D-line's really good. Their is really good. They have two stud linebackers. I think the Bucks could make a good run. Now, let me ask you this. If Tom Brady... Wins a Super Bowl with the Bucks, is he the goat? No question. Uh, it's, he's already the goat, no
1: question. Uh, in my opinion, I don't even think it's close. Uh, so it would just be gravy on, on top of his already goat status. But you know, you you mentioned you mentioned his defense. Well, you know, a lot of people said, uh, okay, he kind of rode kind of rode the coattails of a good defense in in New England, and maybe that's true. But he's got a good defense in Buck in in Tampa Bay, but he might have a better offense, and mm-hmm. so. Just you know, he's finally got some really talented people around him, and he's not letting up. So I don't, I don't quite know if the uh, Bill Belichick made Tom Brady narrative really stands at this point.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you too. But I've only said that because the whole argument is he's a system quarterback. And he's not gonna do well in Bucket on, on the Buccaneers without military. I don't
1: even know if you can say that anymore.
0: Yeah, so this will definitely prove it if he can make the run that he's doing. And uh he's right now, it looks like in the in the odds, he's second in the MVP race. So wow. it's gonna be uh it's gonna be great to see. Who's your number four? I've got Baltimore. Uh, and,
1: and I totally agree with you that they haven't really been an exciting team this year, but they are winning games. Uh, you know, they kind of folded against the Chiefs. Um but I think, the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are better than them right now. But, I, you know, Baltimore has got a great defense. They have a good quarterback. Uh, and, you know, I expect good things out of them, but they're going to have to win the big game sooner or later.
0: Yeah, my number four is the GOATs, the best team in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers. And I know they have them at four, so they can't be the best team. But they are. I only said they are number four because they got stomped by the Bucs. Look, Aaron Rodgers, he is having an MVP-like season. Despite the Bucs game, Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the NFL – we lost Aaron Jones last week, but we have two great running backs. A.J. Dillon, he's finally getting some looks. Jamal Williams, he's doing a really good job. Our defense is okay. We have one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, Jair Alexander. You're going to find out his name if you don't know it yet. We have a strong D-line. And uh, we have a really fun offense with Matt LaFleur. So I think uh, we're going to continue to do what we do. We're going to make plays. And Aaron Rodgers, is, he's comfortable. He's in the He said he's having the best time of his life that he's had in years. He's learned from his his past film and what he's and you know he had to adapt to being a little bit older, not as moving as quick. So uh, I really like the Packers this year. I really think we can make a run in the NFC. It's probably going to be down to the Seahawks, the Packers, and the Bucks. So uh, I just need my boys to keep on rolling, and we can get the Super Bowl run that I dream of. So Green Bay is my number three. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um,
1: you know, Aaron Rodgers is is playing. You know, really some of the best football he's ever played. Uh, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, you know, those guys. And, and then role players that are really stepping up. You know, Jair Alexander is becoming one of the best defensive backs in the league. And so, uh, you know, Green Bay is definitely a force to be reckoned with.
0: Yeah, my only problem with the Packers is when they play bad, they play bad. And it was clear to see during the Bucks game. And it was clear last year against the 49ers. When we're not ready, we're not ready. And it, it looks really bad. But that doesn't happen a lot. And so that's really good. Uh, Another another part of the offense that is really surprising, and we're going to talk about the tight ends later, is the tight ends. Robert Tanyan, Jay Sternberger, Mercedes Lewis. We have three really good tight ends that can do a bunch of different stuff, and Lafleur has them everywhere on the field. So it's going to be really fun to watch this Packers offense. My number three is the Seahawks. Now, you dropped them because they were, you know, top three, and you dropped them because of the loss of Arizona. And I think the reason I kept them at three is because, you know, I think the Cardinals are probably better than what a lot of other people do. Because I've, you know, I've always been on the Cardinals bandwagon this year. I still think Russell Wilson is is the MVP front runner. Their offense is really good. DK Metcalf. I know you saw him hog down the yeah. Baker. Wow, went viral. Look, I mean, that's perfect form right there, and that's not giving up. I like the Seahawks. I'm gonna keep them at number three because I think the Cardinals are better than a lot of people say, and that and they kept it close, and it was a really good game.
1: Hard not to put the, uh, the only undefeated team remaining uh, number one, but they are my number two, uh, meaning I have Kansas City as the best team in the NFL. Uh, I think this is Kansas City's Super Bowl to lose. You know, AFC's loaded. There's some, there's some really good talent in the AFC. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do run into Pittsburgh, who is my number two. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, they're a different Pittsburgh than they've been. You know, they don't really rely on Big Ben to make many plays. Uh, however, they have really a really good receiving core. You know, they've got Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Chase Claypool. You know, my favorite nickname, Mapletron. Uh, James Connors running the ball well, and then the Steel Curtain is good as usual. You know, they're, they, they're built on defense. And so, yeah, the Steelers are undefeated. I, you know, I don't know if they're good enough to be the only undefeated team in the NFL, but in reality, they, they're the only undefeated team in the NFL. So they're one of the best teams in the league but I still have Kansas City at number one.
0: Yeah, I have it flipped. I have the Steelers number one, the Chiefs number two. Uh, I, I gave the benefit of the doubt to the Steelers because they're still undefeated, and I think that's what why the Steelers are so good is because they're not relying on Big Ben. He is getting older, so you know he probably can't do the same as he did before, but they don't need to. They have two really good running backs, and they have a great receiving core, and their defense is good enough. They, can, uh, they don't have to worry about putting so many points on the board because they know their defense is going to get stopped. Uh, they stopped Derrick Henry against the Ty- when they played the Titans last week, and that's good enough for me. And uh, that's nothing against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are still the number two team. They've been dominating, and uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing what he does best. So I think the Steelers and Chiefs might end up being the a- AFC Championship. It's going to be a really fun game. Um, if you had to pick right now, Chiefs, Chiefs and Steelers AFC Championship, who would you pick? I'm picking the Chiefs, man.
1: I'm not gonna bet against Patrick Mahomes. You know, they dropped one against uh Las Vegas, who's who I think is a good football team this year, but I just I will not bet against the 903 Patrick Mahomes right now.
0: And do you think Big Ben has locked in comeback player of the year?
1: The way Cam's been playing, yes. Big Ben has locked it in. Uh, you know, early on it was Cam ran away with it. He was playing unbelievable, but the last two weeks the Patriots have been Beyond embarrassing.
0: Yeah, and Cam Newton did get benched for Jared Stidham. So yep. it'll be interesting to see how Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers and all the other teams are doing. Let's run through some scores real quick. Giants and Eagles, 21-22. to 22. The Eagles are now first place in the <laughs> NFC Boo Boo and the all-star team. That the is NFC Least. Uh, let's talk about your Cowboys. 25-3 against the Washington football team. Mm. It looks like it's now a rebuild season for the Cowboys. Maybe y'all can get a high draft pick. And uh, a little dirty play happened with uh, your boy. Now it looks like you might be without a quarterback.
1: Yeah, you know, they they, they came out today that it looks like uh, Ben DiNucci is going to be the Dallas Cowboys' starting quarterback this week against the Philadelphia Eagles for first place. Uh, isn't that something? If the Cowboys win this week, they're in first place. Yikes, That's unbelievable. Well, I don't... Hey, but how about
0: James Madison? Are we getting an FCS yep, quarterback? in James start?
1: Madison. No, hey, and, and you're forgetting Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. So this Sunday night, this Sunday night is the FCS national championship. I mean, you know, I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles are probably going to win this matchup, but it's a rivalry game, and I hope, I hope, I hope that my Cowboys come to play. I'm going to come into it with an open mind. I'm not going to get too mad. You know, we obviously were built on Dak. Okay, it's no secret at this point. You know, you can say what you want about uh, trash stats, whatever. Well, why didn't Andy Dalton do that? Okay. You know we've been in the same situation. Why didn't Andy Dalton put up the numbers that Dax put up in in losing situations? Okay, so you know we got to get better play from Zeke. Got to get our receivers more involved, and we're hurting at the offensive line position. So, man, we're just we're just gonna have to adapt and overcome here. You know I think we have a chance Sunday, but we'll see.
0: Now let me ask you this: Let's say Ben DiNucci is not the answer. You end up losing out, and you have that opportunity to get the man himself, Trevor Lawrence. Something happens. <laughs> y'all have a chance. Would you be okay with getting Trevor Lawrence? Are you sticking with Dak? And if, if no to Trevor Lawrence, if you're a top five pick, what's your first pick in the draft? Well, uh, first off, I if, if
1: they fully feel like Dak can come back healthy, no. I'll take Dak any day of the week. But if I am the number one pick, you know, I'm trading it away for three number one picks, you know, for someone to get Trevor Lawrence. But if we're a top five pick in the end, uh man. We we really need help in the secondary, but very rarely, you know, do you have a top five caliber uh, player in the secondary, and so man, you you, you got to go pass rush, maybe an offensive lineman, but I I think when we're healthy at offensive line, I think we have a good offensive line, but probably probably some pass rush guy.
0: Yeah, so y'all have a lot of work to do, but I think once everyone's healthy, because I saw like it was it was the most cap space due to injuries like if they took all the contracts of all the players that were hurt what the number would be and y'all with the number two team when it came to that because of all your injuries and wow. and that's insane uh moving on falcons and and uh lions lions win 23 to 22 game winning throw two natural tight end day. tj hawkinson lions are trying to make the little comeback for the nfc north uh one of our picks the bucks and the raiders yikes i picked the raiders you pick the Bucks. Yep. Pick the Bucks. 45 to 20. Bucks look great, man. Tom Brady, he's he's back. He, he wants it. to make that run. Uh hey, side
1: note, Tom Brady, I was playing against him in fantasy, but he had him on his bench.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Would that have changed? Oh, yeah,
1: I would have lost for sure. Like badly? Um Tom Brady scored like 40, and I think wow. I won. Yeah, and I won by three. So wow. yeah, pretty pretty big. Look pretty big, look big the turnaround. the fantasy
0: gods right there yeah, for you. No kidding. Bills, Jets, 18 10. Are Jets gonna win a game this year? Ooh man, you gotta say that they will. Um, you
1: know, there's only been one team go 0 and 16 ever, but good lord, they are terrible.
0: Yeah, uh, and you know the the we talked about last week the whole Trevor Lawrence playing another year of college football.
1: A <laughs> lot of people are on board with that.
0: I don't know. I I don't know how I would feel about that. If you're Trevor Lawrence, what are you doing? Uh, you go to the NFL. You know. Uh, I
1: mean, man, I don't know. I'm probably asking for a trade. I'm telling New York that I'm not playing for them, but. We'll see. Maybe maybe he can turn around uh, a Jets franchise.
0: Moving on. Jaguars, Chargers, Chargers 39 to 29. Jags are fighting. They're really fighting not to be the worst team, but man, they just keep losing. Justin Herbert, rookie of the year. Uh, that's who I picked. You had Joe Burrow who is was playing it's great. A tight race. Who
1: is playing great. It, it's, it's about as 50-50 as you can get. Um, Justin Herbert actually was announced today as the rookie of the month. But it's about as tight as you can get, but man. I'd feel really good if I'm a Chargers fan right now because Justin Herbert is looking
0: saucy. Now, someone said, and I, I want to see if you agree with this, that at the end of the day, Tua I read this, is going to be the Phillip Rivers to the Eli Manning and Ben Roethlisberger of Burrow and Herbert. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Um,
1: and, I, and, you know, maybe that's because of where they're at. Um, I don't know, Dalton. I Man, I want to say that Joe Burrow... Might be the Phillip Rivers to, to Tua really? and Justin Herbert. I don't know. I, I think maybe I said that early on uh, because Joe Burrow was the number one pick and Tua and Herbert were after him. So it's gonna happen to one of them. I don't think it's Herbert. I think Herbert longevity wise is the best player in that group. Um, let, let's 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 see how Tua does this week. Let's let's watch his NFL debut, see how he plays. But I I definitely don't disagree with that statement.
0: And if you had to pick between Burrow and Herbert to be your rookie of the year, who are you taking? To, I mean today. Yeah, I, I'm I'm picking Herbert.
1: Um, you know, uh what what's what's Los Angeles' record? It's better than Cincinnati's, I think. Yeah. Uh yeah, okay. So give me give me Herbert. Uh, I know he I know he came in late because Tyrod Taylor, the Tyrod Taylor fiasco, oh, man. the unluckiest man in the NFL.
0: But yeah, give me give me Herbert. Moving on, Saints, Panthers, Saints get the win again, 27-24. They're winning ugly, but they're getting it done. The Panth- Look, the Panthers are fighting. Teddy Bridgewater no,
1: the, the, is not a bad quarterback. No, and I'm ready to watch tonight. I think the Panthers are a good football team that can have success in years to come. you got to remember, no Christian McCaffrey right now. That's the, that's, that's the heart and soul of their now, team. No, he's practicing again, right? Yes, or he's he, not
0: going to play tonight. But he's back. But I think he will play next week. Could be a complete game changer. Maybe the Panthers will be something good. Yep. Browns, Bengals, 37-34 the Browns. Started off Baker's first pick, what or first throw was a pick that ends up having the career game. Started out zero
1: for five, one interception, no, so no passing yards. Okay, mm-hmm. and then he goes, <laughs> he goes, he only throws one incompletion for the rest of the game. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. and it was on a spike to, wow. to to kill the clock at the end of the game to win the game. That makes me happy because I'm I'm big on the Baker train, but yep. they lose Odell Beckham. Yeah. Here's his ACL trying to make a tackle uh not good news but they still have Jarvis Landry so maybe the Cle- Cleveland can
1: keep doing some I never I never want to see an injury from a from a player like that I hate it for Odell uh but a lot of people are saying that the Browns might be better off without him what really? do you think yep just that letting Baker play not worry about you know getting players touches and just kind of letting him distribute the ball like like he's done in college
0: I kind of like that too and and I think they need to rely more on their running game because they have Nick Chubb who is an animal yep Browns wild card? What do you think? Mm, I think the AFC is mm,
1: mm, that's tough. I think the AFC is probably too strong right now for the Browns. You know, I I, I would pick a Las Vegas over the Browns, but uh, they're they're in the conversation. It's going to be tough. You know, they've got two absolute playoff teams in their division in the Ravens and the Steelers, and so it'd be a tough row for the Browns. But I'm not I'm not counting it out for sure. Well,
0: it's funny you said Las Vegas versus Cleveland because that's one of our picks for this week. Steelers, Titans, another one of our pick'em games. Close one. I had the Steelers. You had the Titans. Yep. Great. Steelers game. win 27-24. Man, that, that just shows that not only is Steelers a, a doggy dog, but the Titans can make a run. They might surprise a lot of people. I was
1: gonna say, I don't I still don't know that I think the Steelers are better than the Titans. I think that they are very even. Uh and and I think if they played that game ten times, it'd probably go five to five. And and I, you know, both those teams absolutely have a chance to make a run at the AFC title.
0: Yeah, great game. Two great teams. Packers-Texans. Packers win 35-20. to 20, Came back after a tough loss. That was a good game for me. Being in the Houston area, a lot of Houston fans, so I got to watch it with my friends. Got to laugh at them the whole time. I had my <laughs> cheese on. I had my John Coon jersey. Great game. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams both look really good. Mm-hmm. Our defense struggled a little bit, but that's okay. Rumor is, and I know this isn't defense, but rumor is Will Fuller yeah. might be becoming a Packer. Don't know how I feel about it yet, but I know he's a great second receiver, and uh he can definitely speed around people because everyone's covering Devonte Adams because he's a certified doggy
1: dog. He just, he stretches the field so much. Dalton Wolf Fuller is is one of the more athletic receivers, and so you know you're double covering Devonte Adams, and now you've got this deep field, you know, deep ball threat guy that could re- be really scary.
0: The only problem is is he has a lot of drops and he has a lot of injuries. So hopefully something that can change around, and that won't be the same if he comes to Green Bay. Chiefs-Broncos, Chiefs doing what they do. The Clemson of the NFL, 43-16. Domination, the Broncos, they look rough. It was snow in that game. It was really fun to watch. Them being the snow. Niners and Pats. Man, the Niners, they're back. 33-6. I always ask it. Good Niners game or bad Patriots game? Good Niners game,
1: absolutely horrendous Patriots game. Their offense was a joke. Uh, The Cowboys would have beat them this weekend, and that's saying something. So if you're Bill Belichick, who starts next game, Stidham or Newton? I think you give Cam. I think you give Cam another chance. See if he can bounce back. You know he was out, wasn't able to practice because he had Corona. Uh, so so ride with Cam a little bit. But you know I would not be hesitant to to put Stidham
0: in there. Yeah, Patriots definitely need to do something to make a change. Uh, another one, one of our picks, Bears and Rams. I had Bears. You had Rams, right? Or did we both pick Bears?
1: No, no, you had the Rams. We both had the Rams. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, I picked the... Yes, we both had the Rams. You're right.
0: I said I'd never pick against the Bears. Rams win 24-10. to Man, Jared Goff. Yes. They're, they're surprising everybody. They could They could have a little, little playoff run. There I think the Rams are good. I think they could upset somebody that we don't expect in the playoff race. Our last game, Seahawks-Cardinals. We both had the uh, Seahawks. Cardinals win. I'm super happy about that. 37-34. to And like you said, Cardinals could be the real deal. You have to see more, right? Yes. I, I think that... That has the potential to be the
1: game of the year. I really enjoyed watching that one on Sunday Night Football. It came right down to the wire. There were some bad players, there were some great plays, weird coaching, good coaching, everything you want in a good football game, and the Arizona Cardinals came out on top.
0: Yeah, so hopefully my boy Cliff Klingberry I had him at coach of the year. I uh, don't think rookie of the year is going to happen Isaiah Simmons, but Buddha Baker could win defensive player of the year if he keeps doing mm-hmm. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our we got four games for this NFL pick. Number one, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Two really good teams. Undefeated. Is this the game that Pittsburgh finally loses?
1: Man, I said uh, I said I didn't know if Pittsburgh was good enough to be undefeated. And I said Baltimore has got to figure out when they're gonna win the big game. Gimme the Ravens at home. Wow. I know, I know. Gimme come on, Lamar Jackson. I've got a lot of faith in you this week, buddy.
0: Now, you're right. It is a close enough matchup where I think home field advantage is important. They're playing at Baltimore. Um, but I had the Ravens really low. I had them at number seven of my top ten, and I had the Steelers number one. I think the Steelers keep getting it done as long as they, as their defense does what it does best and can contain Lamar Jackson. I think the Pittsburgh can pull it off, and uh, you know Baltimore's defense is still really good. And they picked up. Oh man, I, I probably couldn't pronounce his name. The D lineman, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Um, Yannick and yeah. or
0: whatever. That, yeah, that's a big that's a big trade. Yep. So their D line is really souped up. So it could be a surprise. I'm going Pittsburgh. I think they stay undefeated and they continue this nice run. Next game, we have the Raiders at Cleveland. You know, we just talked about Odell Beckham being out. Is that good or is that bad? Baker had the game of his life. Las Vegas, really, really wishy-washy. I every I'm always 50-50 picking the Raiders because I I lose and I win with them. Who do you have for this game? Man, um, I like the Browns. That's one of my one of my teams. I always try to root for them,
1: but I'm
0: going John Gruden and the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Yeah, me too. I'm also going the Raiders. But I could see Baker continuing his dominance, having a great game. But uh, he just got to stop throwing picks. And uh, I think you can finally get in that picture of being a, a good franchise quarterback. But I'm going the Raiders as well. Next game, the Saints at Chicago. Chicago is Chicago's doing well, better than a lot of people thought. Saints, people thought they fell off, but they're still winning. They're winning ugly. They still have Alvin Kamara. And Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. Who do you have for this one?
1: Man, i i watched I watched all of the Monday Night Football game, the Rams and the Bears, and I was absolutely disgusted, absolutely disgusted at what I had to see uh, watching Nick Foles play quarterback. So, give me the Saints in this one. I don't know if they'll have Michael Thomas back or not, but I think Alvin Kamara dominates in this one against a really good Bears defense. But I, I don't, I do not think they will have an answer for him. So, give me the Saints.
0: Yeah, originally I was gonna take the Bears, but man. The Saints, I think I'm going to go with a safe pick and go with the Saints. I do like the Bears' defense. They still have Khalil Mack, who is is an animal. But Nick Foles is not the answer at, at quarterback. And how dare I ever even think about picking Chicago as a loyal Packer fan as I am. So I'm going to stick with Nola, even though I'm not big on them. You are, though. So hopefully they can change my mind and have a really good game. The last game, San Francisco at Seattle. Man, last year, this is probably a way bigger matchup. This year, you know what? It could end up being a really good game. San Fran, it shows that they might be back. Seattle had a tough loss. Do they come back and dominate? Who do you have for this game? So I like this game. San Francisco's
1: hot. Uh, You know, their run game uh, is clicking on all cylinders. Brandon Ayuk is kind of an emerging rookie. Uh, If you don't know the name, he's a really dynamic receiver, for San Fran right now, Seattle's secondary is hurting, so I, I plan on Ayuk being a good player this week. George Kittle is, is back and as good as ever, but Seattle bounces back. They win this one uh, to avenge their Arizona loss, but I, I think this
0: is going to be a good game. Yeah, I'm going Seattle as well. I think this is going to come down to two really good offenses and two really bad defenses, and I think if I had to pick who had a better offense, I'm going Seattle. You have a DK Metcalf who is a grown man. Uh, people call him a stallion. You have the MVP, Russell Wilson. Uh, I, think, I think they get it done. I think they have a high powered offense enough to keep points up, even though they're going to give up a lot of points. Uh, and I do like San Fran. They have the people's tight end, George Kittle, the GOAT. Um, but I'm going to Seattle. I'm going to stick with a safe pick and uh, pick them. So that's all we got for this episode. We have a lot of good games coming up. Halloween, big spooky. Everyone have a great Saturday, Humph. Anything you want to say before we finish it off? No, man. Uh, just another another week of football. Can't can't complain. So we'll see y'all on episode seventeen. We're gonna do some awards, mid season awards. Talk our picks. Talk some any topics that come up throughout the week, and uh, we'll see you next week.